WCB Podcast, your source for all things Chicago Blackhawks and everything hockey, with your host, Let's do it. Jerem and Tanner. All right. It is another edition of the WCB Podcast. We're back after I finally got caught up with COVID and was dying for eight days and didn't want to record or could talk or anything like that. So I appreciate pushing this back a little bit and coming back here. Tanner, what's up, bud? Nothing much, man. You know, just ready to talk some hockey. Been a minute. It's been a minute. and You feel, You're feeling good? I'm getting there, man, dude. It's the recovery is a pain in the ass too, man. Like still have like the little sinus thing going a little bit and the fatigue mm. is still kind of trying to catch up with me a little bit. Like it's rough. I'm lucky though. I, I, it was only as bad as it was. Like it, I was expecting to be so much worse with my no immune system. So, um, yeah, no longer COVID virgin. So that was- hey, <laughs> it's the first time. Oh yeah. My God. yeah, it's insane. But all right, so yeah, lots to talk about in the hockey community. I mean, what's crazy, it's like so much has happened, but also so little has changed, at least for the Chicago Blackhawks uh, since we <laughs> recorded. Yeah. Um, six games were played. Uh, we one was about- one. <laughs> one was once. They finished one in one in five. Uh, granted, the last one game was in November still, but we said a couple weeks ago that December could potentially be a two-win month. And they got that first win right in the beginning of the month. So you think the bar was set a little bit low by us and that they were going to be, uh, you know, win a couple more games. Oh, no, 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 no. First off, last we had recorded, the Edmonton Oilers were in town as we were recording, and they took care of the Hawks 5-4. to four. I think McDavid and Dreisaitl just put their balls all over Chicago, all over the Hawks and just finally – did McDavid things in Chicago for the first time, I think, in his career. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's faced much better Chicago teams in the past. And then this year he's kind of like, oh, I, I'm just going to light them up because yeah. he gonna... knows he knows even more so every year that they don't win the Stanley Cup. Like, he has to do more and more and more for this team to win. And so he just is on like an, another level. I think, what was it like? I saw a stat that, like – uh McDavid and Drysaddle already have like a hundred points combined through like twenty nine games or something like that. I don't maybe not twenty nine games. I don't know how many games they've played. Oh, actually, yeah, because they've played thirty. Yeah, fifty nine fucking points. Here's a question though. I think I I posted this on the Instagram story a, a while back about something else, but similar. But at the same time, is it still impressive that they are able to put that many points up this fast, or is it one of those things that it's just like okay, you do this every year, you know, it's it's not a big deal anymore, like. Are we just, is it just so unfazed by like how great these two are together that we just don't even acknowledge like how insane that stat is? I th- yeah, I think it's because like when you start to talk about like who's playing really well, like nobody says McDavid and Drysdale. Yeah. It's like, yeah, of course they are. Like, of course they're leading the league in points together and it's like way more than everyone else. But you know, who else is playing really good? This other guy who's got like 10 less points than them. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> But they have each other, and like that's the kind of thing where it's it's completely unfair on like the power play with just even just the two of them. Like I was gonna I was gonna say this for um NHL talk, but since we're talking about them now, I'll just bring this up. I saw this insane Leon Drysettle stat on Hockey Reddit. He, he uh Drysettle's fifty one points this season, 
47 of them are primary points and only four of them are secondary assists. That's fucking insane. Yeah, it it is, but it also makes sense because like how often does someone else have the puck that's not Leon Dreisaitl or right. Connor McDavid? So like the second like there if neither of them have the puck, it's probably somebody wide open in front of the net. It's like, like <laughs> he I don't might, know. He might arguably be one of the best passers in the NHL. <laughs> yeah, like what he can do too. And it's thank God I have him him on my fantasy team. Like I think the other night against Nashville, he put up another five points. Like it's just it's stupid what he can do. That's the second time he put up five points against Nashville this year. Like it's insane. Yeah, Nashville's a disappointment. But it's always fun watching them. Um, so that game extended the Hawks losing streak to eight games. Yes. Then we go into December (laughs) (laughs) and we were expecting a very rough stretch of games coming up to start December. Uh, They kicked it off in New York at Madison square garden. against the New York Rangers already for the Rangers to, you know, shove it down the Blackhawks throats and make them trade Kane to them a lot sooner. Yeah, like, and also the Rangers haven't been doing well. So, like, this is the game that they're supposed to win to right that ship. This was the, yeah, every time a team is struggling and they see the Hawks or Arizona or Anaheim on the schedule, they're like, that is the time to get this shit going again. Well, just like everybody called, Blackhawks fucking kicked their ass. Yeah. Well, the issue is, and we brought this up before, is uh, Yaroslav Halak has one win in like nine games that he's played for the Rangers. Yeah. I don't know how they have not playing well, but I mean, the other thing too, is like the goals that did get scored weren't really that bad of goals. Like they were really good. Like the Hawks didn't get a lot of shots. So there wasn't really much that you could do, but I mean, the Rangers themselves just look fucking flat and it looked like Jacob Truba got two fights and like multiple penalties. And he was the only one that looked like he wanted to do something. I think at one point after um, the Athanasiou hit and Taves fight, when they were getting sent off the ice because there was less than five minutes left in the second, he was throwing his shit and he was he yelled at his bench to wake the fuck up. Yeah, there's <laughs> like they just they were so flat out there. It's like they you think that was a team that was already like so far ahead in their division race that they can afford to take a night off. Like, this was classic. When I was watching with the Rangers, it was classic Blackhawks where when the Blackhawks were good or decent, they would come down to other teams' level. Yeah. And it, that exactly is, like, what it looked like with, with the uh, with the Rangers here. Yeah, it was – I mean, the Hawks looked good, and so, like, that was good. But the Rangers also just looked like shit. <laughs> yeah, Hawks what, do you were- th- what do you think about that Truba hit, by the way? Ah, man, I don't know. I I don't like it, and I also, like, I understand it, too. It's a big a big guy trying to, like, you know, like you said, wake his team up and get them going. But it's also Truba's history of these brutal hits. I don't think it was as bad as some of the ones he's thrown where borderline there. But, like, Anthony, Anthony, Anthony CU was just... Head down. Head down. That's the that's the one that made it look a lot worse. Yeah, like... And I'm glad he popped up right away, but like I thought the hit was fine. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like it was a hard hit, and that's what he does. And like when he's on the ice, and everybody knows 
like he like he's out there to fucking hit like in the Ronick interview when he's like I was out there to fucking hurt people when I would hit him like Truba looks like that kind of a player like it's not like he's going for your head or anything but he's gonna fucking bury you he's he does, a big boy he does go for the head though a lot there's nah, a lot of, I don't I don't are... think I don't I don't think that there's ever like um an intentional head contact that he does I don't know because a lot of times he's just putting like shoulder into chest but with how fast the game is sometimes the guy's chin drops down and like gets caught like I don't think he's like you could see in back in like in the past with like really brutal hits where the guy is like clearly like leaving his feet or like the shoulder is going like nowhere besides like the side of the fucking head like there's... if anything on the head hits that he has he's like clipping people because like he's going for like their main center of their body but he's like that's what i'm saying like when he's on the ice you should know to not leave your fucking head down right. and don't come across the middle yeah. like he's a well-known like i'm going to fucking hit you kind of a person so it's on fsu too like Oh, I understand he's yeah. reaching for that puck, but like he got caught with his head down. And then I don't know if you saw the quote from uh, Andreas, but he was just like, "Well, the guy's making like nine million nine million dollars a year, and he's not on the score sheet very often, so he's got to do something." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, <laughs> okay, bud. You said about Nurse too the other day. Yeah, yeah, Darnell yeah. Nurse. It was uh, fuck, who was it? Wood or Greenway? Oh yeah, yeah, Jordan Greenway from Minnesota. Yeah. He was making nine million dollars a year to do fucking nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, with Truba, with Truba, I think it's an unintentional, intentional head hit with him. Like I think there's times where he is he is making the good point of contact with the hit, and it's just unintentionally hitting the guy in the head. But then yeah. there's times like there's a couple where he's whiffed on hits that oh, you yeah. see, it and you're just like. Like, dude, you were, he was going up high. Like, there is no doubt about it that he was going up high. He was headhunting there. Like, yeah, he's going to, he's going to fucking bury you, man. You know and what? Then, he, like, but you know what? Good for him. Like, you know what? He's clean more, more times than he's not. And it yeah. just looks bad. And people have a problem with it because let's be honest, the NHL is turning to a wimpy game. Like, big hits are, are leaving. And then when there are big hits, it's an instant fight and, and jump and, like there was something with Miles Wood a couple days ago. Oh, he got yeah, wrecked. Wrecked. A clean hit. No way. Across the middle, man. With yeah, your head down. Across, head down. And they, they they jump at like they jump on the I forgot who hit the hit. But it's like it's like at what point is it like just because a player gets hit, you have to fight. Right. But in the past, there's been times when like a player has gotten hit. And it's happened with the Hawks. Somebody's gotten hit, nobody responds, and everybody goes, like, that's a soft fucking team. And so then you get the other side of the coin where like somebody gets hit hard and then there's a fight and they're like, everybody's always got to fight after a hit. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, but then if they don't fight, you call that team fucking soft for not sticking up for their guys. I think that's kind of shit. But I mean, if, if Trooper was on the Hawks, I would fucking love that. He's the, would, yeah. he's, he's the type of captain I love because like, even as much as like he does get penalties for doing stupid shit sometimes. And like, he has questionable hits. His team was flat. Yeah. He went out there and he was going to try and jumpstart him. And he's doing whatever he fucking can to do it. 90, that old 90 cell hockey right there. Like, that's, oh, man. And, dude, he's the kind of guy that you would want on your team for sure. Oh, Especially yeah. when it comes down to like the playoffs. You hate you hate to play against him, but the second yeah. he's on your team, oh, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, he's a good captain, I think. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> what, yeah. 
Yeah, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. This game also, the Hawks went three for four in the power play. Power play goals from Keener, Dome, and Radish. Uh, Dome actually had two goals this game. Um, mm-hmm. Really cool. Also, Mrazic left this game. Oh, yeah, that's right. Another groin injury. Um, yeah. It ended up being a, a, the same injury that he had that he missed a lot of time with, but it was enough to get him out. Soderblom came in. I think it was the third period again, too, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, he finished the second, and then Soderblom came in. Um, yeah. They played solid. Yeah. I mean, Soderblom is good. I just – it just it sucks that he is getting thrown into it when he is. I I, I don't know, but Mrazic had a penalty this game. Mrazic did. Yeah, it says that he had two minutes. Let me see. Where? Oh, he had delay game. Okay. Did he throw the puck over the over the glass? I don't remember seeing that. That's funny. Getting on the score sheet. <laughs> The next night, uh, sticking around with the New York theme, the Hawks went to uh, the island to face the Islanders. And this was another... For the second time this season. Second time this season. Did they score? They scored one goal in the two games. (laughs) I was going to say, did they even score in the first game? Islanders are just defensive fucking team, man. Great shots, man. He is... He's not there. There, but he like his his, like mentality is still there. His fingerprint is still in this team because the their head coach was like one of their assistants, wasn't he? Yeah, was the assistant coach for him. So I mean, he's still playing. They're still playing Barry Trotz hockey. Uh, What I liked about this game: two minutes in, Reese Johnson uh, made uh, Casey Zizekas fight. Answer the bell for the Stalock hit, who he's still out. He has been ramped down again with his concussion protocol. Like coming back from that, like he doesn't look like he's coming back anytime soon. So good for Reese to make him fight. Good for Zeke's for you know answering the bell and not being a little bitch about it. Yeah, um, you knew it. I saw it. another reason I like Reese Johnson, man. He's fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, this was no goals in the first, three in the second. Um, all Islanders goals, and then after that, that's all she wrote. Uh, Hawks dropped that one three nothing. I I don't remember this game too well. I didn't get the chance to watch it. Yeah, I think it was just another one of those typical boring games. I mean, Soderblom played pretty well. It was just literally like a ten minute span, five minutes span, give or take. That Islanders just pounced and they took advantage of it. Uh, Surabon was like 31 for 34, I believe. I'm sure, no, 37 for 40. So, still good hockey, keeping it close. You know, that's all. I mean, it would be nice to be close with a couple goals on, Uh, yeah, especially when you go to New Jersey and you're playing probably the top team in the NHL right now. And guess what? One of them, you don't, you don't score another goal. So, that's two games where you get shut out both times, three nothing. Uh, Dougie Hamilton, Nico Heischer, Jesper Bratt all get on the board for New Jersey. Um, Vanacek has just been fucking unreal this year. <laughs> yeah, he had a solid game, but it's not like he was tested like super hard. He only had 24 shots against. But, I mean, made, made all 24 saves. But that yeah. team is just – they're fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. It's a I, good team, man. 
Jack Hughes really didn't do much. Oh, he had two assists that game. Never mind. He was all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, he's super noticeable, man. Like he has the puck all the time. The the Dougie Hamilton goal, everybody's watching Jack Hughes. Oh, yeah. And he just found Hamilton like cross, like a crossing at the point, and he had all day to shoot it. Did you see Kane's quote about Jack Hughes? I don't think so. He was I forgot what the full content was, but basically he said he goes, Yeah, he goes, he's a fun kid to watch. He's already doing things better than I was doing at that age. Mm. Like I mean, if that's not like some high praise. Right. Like, holy shit. And the kid is just, he's great. He marketing, like, he's so funny. Like, he's so brutal. He's got good, like, good, like, uh, media clips. Yeah. Like, he's just so honest and, like, just, he's like a kid. He's a kid. He's yeah. a kid playing the game. Like, him and Zegris, like, they're just, they're so funny to listen to you talk. Like, did you see the other day he has the longest recorded shift in oh, NHL yeah. history right now? It's like six minute shift. Six minutes and, t- like, two seconds? Yeah, to end a fucking period. Are you kidding me? Six minutes? How do you not get off the ice in six minutes? I think wasn't the end of the game. They were trying to get goals, so they just left him oh, out Oh, I have there. no idea. I think that was <laughs> but the- That's insane. That's so cool. <laughs> I just, like, it was the, the... That's some NHL 23 shit where you're just well, like, I don't care. You'll leave it. Leave that was <laughs> that was like the kind of the running joke on all the posts talking about it. it was like you know that's nothing he goes my guy in the ECHL or an EASHL threw up sixty minute shift last game like, yeah right <laughs> you don't see anybody <laughs> making a post about him <laughs> he's also a minus four but whatever yeah but yeah this is it sucks like losing like that three nothing getting shut out again but it's it makes it does it make it a little bit easier when you're watching a fun fun team like the Devils yeah and not a boring team like the Islanders. <laughs> yeah it is pretty nice <laughs> uh back at back at home on friday against winnipeg the third game already that these teams have played against each other the first time they got shut out for nothing then it was like a seven to two beat down by winnipeg yeah this was a little bit closer i i'm glad they were able to kind of you know find a happy medium um hawks <laughs> happy <scored a> medium <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay Hawks finally scored a goal and it only took almost eight and a half periods to get it yeah out the whole first seven so seven and a half seven and a half periods yeah basically i still just i don't i, I don't understand them like how the jets are doing so good like they're playing really well defensively uh they're getting really good goaltending we're almost a majority of teams are not getting good goaltending this year scoring's up a lot i think and except for the hawks because <laughs> have you seen have you seen those like graphics that people put on instagram where it's like leading point scorers for each team i think the last time i saw it was like a week or two ago and like everybody was like their leading score was near 30 points and the hawks was caner at like 17 <laughs> I was, we're dead last i was like wow yeah we're not scoring goals at all man look at that shit we're gonna touch back on that when we get to our can and taste conversation we're gonna have because that's a that's a question you got to ask about that um, but anyway, yeah, Winnipeg just doing really good. Yeah. Um, fun to watch again, too. I, I really, their, their reverse retros grew, grew, have grown on me. I really like yeah. them late. It was cool I still kind of think they yeah. look better as like a Tampa Bay Lightning jersey, but yeah, that's, that's nice. True. Yeah. And then the next game was last night. Oof. Highlight of the Hawks season. Probably. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 
lose seven to three. We'll, we'll, we'll get that taken care of real quick. Um, but there's a, there's a player coming in this game. I don't know if you ever heard of him. His name's Al Tyler Johnson. Oh yeah. Oh. Tyler Johnson came back <laughs> and he scores his first game back. Let's go. That's right, baby. The parade is back on Tyler Johnson's back on the ice. Let's go. <laughs> um, but no, this kid, I don't know if you ever heard of him. His name's Alex Ovechkin. Um, he scored a couple goals in his career so far. Uh, apparently he was pretty close to a milestone coming into this one. He only needed three goals to be the third player to get 800 career goals. And I'm like, there's no way the Hawks are going to let that happen. Oh, 24 seconds. But in. these Hawks. Yeah. T- 24 <laughs> seconds. Mistaken. <laughs> well, that should gets on the board for 798. There is something that I heard, like they didn't even get it on ESPN because they caught to the game too too late that they missed the first goal. Can you imagine if that was like the 800th goal? The goal or like yeah, like the the what's 895 or whatever. Yeah, like, how fucked up would that be? God. Then 6 minutes or no, 8 minutes later on the power play, Ovechkin's office, no, he found some garbage. He just tossed it in. 799. Now I'm sitting there thinking, okay, cool. He's going to get 800, and he's going to tie Gordie Howe all in one night. Yeah, right. <laughs> he scored four goals. He's on he pace on, for like six. <laughs> he was on pace for the Ovech trick at one point. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Tyler Johnson, like I said, scores his goal. Welcome back, kid. TVR, because, you know, Chicago's got to have a former Hawk score a goal against them when they when they play them. Not only did he score, but uh, Dylan Strom assisted on it, too. And Ovechkin assisted as well. Uh, Jonathan Taves gets on the board. How you doing? Uh, Ties the lead, the Hawks lead for goals in the season right now with uh, Domi with nine. Ovechkin is at nineteen currently for this moment. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. For, for the moment, though, because Domi ends up scoring later in the game. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Then in the third period, about six minutes in, guess who scores again? The Grade Eight. Make that great 800, baby. Ovechkin, hat trick in Chicago. 800th career goal. Chicago fans are nice and classy. Channing Ovi tossing hats for him. Everybody, Kane and Taze skate out to him, congratulate him and all this kind of stuff. Like, this is fucking insane. Like, yeah. I mean, we'll talk about Ovi in NHL talk, but it's just, it's insane of what he is doing in his career. But yeah, I mean, his, his goal pace is, is higher than uh, Gretzky's is right now. So you if he were to play the same amount of games, he's gonna have more. You still want to talk about? You just want to talk about Ovi now? Good. Let's talk about Ovi now. Yeah, why not? Let's do it. Eight hundred career goals breakdown. It's fourteen against the Blackhawks, which it's kind of nice seeing. I mean, granted, he's only played twenty something games against the Hawks, but it's still nice seeing the Hawks very low on his list. Yeah. Oh, this is what I wanted to talk about. They combined like okay, the Thrashers and Winnipeg as mm-hmm. one franchise. With you know Ovechkin's goals made sense to everybody's why you know you know their Western Conference chats and all that. How do they pick and choose what team history goes with who? Because the new Winnipeg Jets are technically the Thrashers. Yeah, but recently they retired something or honored Tino Salami. Salani. Tino Salami. Yeah, Salani. <laughs> Tino Salani as a Winnipeg Jet. But technically, wouldn't he be part of the Phoenix Coyotes? Yeah. History. Yeah. 
So how do they like? I don't understand how they pick and choose like what you, what you pick and what you don't pick. He, I mean, he never played of, for this like Winnipeg he, Jets. He didn't, but he played for the Winnipeg Jets. But not he has no. But not these Winnipeg Jets. He, he played has, for the Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> he has no records with this Winnipeg Jets. He's got yeah. no stats with this team. So it's it's Winnipeg. He's being honored by Winnipeg. During the a Winnipeg Jets okay, game. The city of Winnipeg needs to come out and say, hey, we're honoring him, not the Jets team. Maybe the Jets were just like, yeah, he played here before us. <laughs> I just, I just, I, it like blows my mind about that. Like, it's like, how like how do they get away with doing that? Like, when you, he has – literally, you look up his stats for that team, zero. Zero games played, zero goals, zero assists. Man, if that's all it takes to get honored by a team, let's go. I want to get honored by some NHL teams here. Hey, I'll take – Calgary Flames. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a Canadian thing. <laughs> you just get honored by a Canadian team for no reason. But yeah, all right, back oh. to back to Ovi. Um, yeah, you were saying he is. Oh yeah, his his goal pace. Um, last time I checked, it was, I mean, higher than Gretzky's, um, which is insane because so at the eight hundred game or eight hundred goal mark, Ovechkin did it in one thousand three hundred five games. Gretzky did it in 1,116 games. Gretzky was 33. Ovechkin's 37. I'm saying over uh, games played currently in his career, not the 800 goal mark. No, I know. Yeah, I'm just I, okay. I, just a whole thing here. Um, games For played sure. goals 700, 800. It took Gretzky 231, and it took Ovechkin 162. Jesus. Like, uh, goals per game between goals 700 and 800. Gretzky was scoring at a point forty four oh. goals per game rate. Ovechkin is a point sixty two. Woo, woo, damn. Goals by type. Ovechkin, five hundred three, <laughs> five hundred three even strength goals for sixty two point nine percent of his goals. Two hundred ninety two power play goals. Thirty six point five percent. Five shorthanded goals, which that actually blows my mind. I've never seen Ovechkin play penalty kill. Yeah. Um 391 home goals, 409 road goals. Yeah. It's He's good. He's he's better on the road. Is that what it was? 409. Yeah, yeah 409. It's crazy how I mean it's even. It's pretty even. Yeah, it's Um it's crazy. Yeah, he's good. He's second most good. all-time game-winning goals, second most all-time multi-goal games, most all-time go-ahead goals. Um, second most all time empty net goals, which going into this game, he had four empty net goals in a row, which is fucking hilarious. Keep Uh, it going. Most all time overtime goals, most all time game opening goals, most all time game tying goals, and third most all time different uh goals scored on different goalies. He scored on 165 different goalies. Jesus, 165? Yeah. So, oh my god! At this point, it's hard to argue that he's he's not. It's hard to argue that he's not the greatest pure goal scorer in NHL history. Like, even though he doesn't, yeah. he's not at Gretzky yet. Like, what he's doing, especially at his age, being thirty-seven years old, is insane. Let's see. So, if he is like his current goal pace right now, if he keeps that basically until 
he reaches the same amount of games played that Gretzky had, which was 1,487. He, and let's say he calls it quits at the exact same game. Yeah. Uh, he would have scored 911 goals or 912 because he can't like have half a goal. So he'd be oh, 18, 18 goals higher right now. And you were mentioning like, before we start recording all the shit that Ovechkin has go has had to go, th- go through. Yeah. He could have this. already had the record. Like he his rookie season was pushed back a year because of the lockout. It was also a shortened lockout season. There was also COVID shortened seasons. Like there's he's missed like a two two full seasons at least in games that could have been played. Um more than I mean, definitely more than that, because there was what only 56 games and then like they were right around 60 games played during the COVID season. There's only like half 48 games played. Uh, um, COVID was Jordan season. So COVID season, there was, he played 68 games. Oh, okay. It's closer to 70. Even though, even that though, the COVID short season, he played 45. How many did they play like 55 that year? They played 56, I think. Six. Yeah. I mean, he's been relatively healthy his entire career, too. Yeah, that's and like that's the crazy thing. So, like, Gretzky retired at 37, and Ovechkin's 37 currently, but he still has like a little, I say, over 100 less games played, just because of all the all the shortened season shit. Yeah. Let's see. Oh yeah, he's got like 182 less games. So if he had, let's say, played full seasons, basically without any shortened seasons, like, you probably have the record at this point. God damn. Especially, like, with that fucking lockout shortened season in 2012-2013, he finished with 32 goals in 48 games. That was a full season. He would probably hit 60 right there. Yeah. I mean, his fucking rookie season was when he was 20. You give him a few extra years. And he had 52 fucking goals that year. Like, (laughs) Jesus Christ. He's only hit less than 30 goals once. And that's when everybody thought he was washed up. And that was the COVID COVID shortened season. Oh, oh, it was when he hit 32 goals. That was when he was 25. And they were like, yeah, I don't think he has it anymore. (laughs) 25, 27, he hit 32. 2016, he hit 33. I think that was the one that they were like, ah, that's it. Ovechkin's done. Then he follows that up with 49, 51, 48. And then he led the league in in goals three seasons in a row after that. And then 50 goals last year. How many fucking Richard? He has nine Rocket Richard trophies. That's so So if if he could put up another 30 goals this year, say it's 50, he finished the season with 830. 65 goals to break the record. Yeah, he does that in two seasons. Two seasons, I think, yeah. So, 24-25, I think, by the end of 24-25 season, I mean, the goal, goal he has, what, 50 games left this year. He's at 20. 51 games, yeah. So, 51 games left? Yeah. And he needs 95, right? I mean, yeah, he does it in three seasons. That's insane. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, he has to... I mean, you could see it like beginning of season four from now. Early on, maybe 25, 26 season early on. I'm counting this season too, which is weird. So it'd be like in this season, the next two, and then the beginning of that one. 
Well, I mean, it's that. fair to count the season. I think how he finishes the season is gonna, it's gonna set the pace. And, they play the Hawks again. That's probably another hat trick. I just, yeah, I just, I don't understand how he's still doing what he's doing. It's insane, insane. I mean, he's got, he's just got a rocket, man. He's got a fucking rocket. Goal scorers, man, they score. Like when they score, they fucking, they, they just, the puck finds them and they, they find the net. Yeah, he's, and he finds that a lot. Yeah. And the fact too, like I would, I would love to see how many goals he scored from like, quote unquote, his office on the power play. You know, like oh yeah, how many of those power play goals were from that same spot? Just see like a, like um, and a video over a video, like overlaid, like all of those goals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it it just looks like a like one video because it's the exact same That's place every not, single time, yeah. and then you just see like like 450 pucks just split off from where he shoots. You ever seen like the baseball like graphic where they show like where people hit their home run balls and it's just yeah. like all the balls going up. I would love to see that same thing with like Ovechkin shots. Like, yeah. So I mean, let's make it on that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and only player in NHL history to score 800 goals with one franchise third player in NHL history to score through 800 career goals. I mean, he's gonna hit Gordy probably next game, tie him at least. Yeah. Who do they play next? Does anyone know? Um, watch it be like Arizona or some shit. Maybe hilarious. Where, oh, it's Dallas. Ooh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, they, maybe he scores. We get one. He'll probably. I mean, he's he'll probably get one. He's on a fucking heater right now. Four empty netters leading into a hat trick. <laughs> I think he's on. He's he's just uh, streaking at this point. Oh the, yeah, okay. Does the Sorry. record get diminished? Does the record not stand as 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 much if he scores it with an empty net? No. Gretzky scored with guys that were like part time goalies. <laughs> <laughs> Like guys that didn't even like know how to butterfly completely still like the stand up goalie and just barely yeah get it yeah man like Ovechkin's got a a way tougher crowd to fucking beat and he's doing it at a better pace so god damn there was times like watching like old clips where it looks like players are just shooting up muffins from like the point and the goalies are like. Wow, like fucking, it just goes like five hole. You're like, what the fuck is going on? Are you you're having a couple beers before the game? Because like, I wouldn't doubt it. Like, bully. So we always the argument on the show is how irrelevant goalies are and all that. But to be fair, they are the most improved position through the history of the game. Yeah, I mean, it's insane to see, like you know, forwards and all that. Yeah, they're better now, but it was the same general concept of the game and all that. Goaltending from the start of hockey till now, like if you were to take like an original goalie and be like, "Here, sit down and watch this. This is how they're get, they're gonna do your job in the future," you'd be like, "What the fuck was that? <laughs> like, <laughs> how does like, his groin not explode?" Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. God, but yeah. So Vachkin, I mean, it was really cool. Highly the hot season. I mean, I think that's another thing you got to kind of take it 
kind of like when I asked you about watching New Jersey, like, is it easier to take that kind of stuff when you're watching a fun team like that? And in a season like this, yeah, I think yeah. what you take away from the season is getting the opportunity to see some of these young, good teams come in or historical events happening that are unfortunately yeah. happening against your team. But it's like, hey, at least you can say you saw it because it came against Chicago. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool to, like, be a part of that, like, history. Yeah. <laughs> Scored hey, an 800th course. goal in Chicago. It's awesome. Uh, leading up to next time we record, the Hawks will play three more times uh, starting tomorrow or tonight, technically, when this gets posted. Uh, Vegas will be in town. Vegas is 21-9-1. and one. Uh, Then on Friday, they're in Minnesota. Minnesota's 15-11-2. And, and then Sunday, they got the Rangers again in Chicago this time, 15-10-5. and five. Rangers are a little bit hot now. They won four in a row. Um, I don't know if it was since losing to the Hawks they won four in a row. I would assume mm-hmm. so. But yeah, probably. Hawks, Hawks might have woken up the Rangers and you know, and what we thought they were going to do it, and they did do it in a different way though. So that's another little tough of the schedule coming up. Um, two games next week, then two after recording. Damn. <laughs> also, just looking at what the Rangers have done since that Hawks game. They beat the Blues, who like haven't had a great season, but like are still able to get wins. They beat Vegas, who leads the West in points right now. They beat Colorado, who's injured but still fucking good. Yeah. And then they beat New Jersey in overtime. So they've been ever since that Hawks loss. Yeah, you weren't you weren't kidding. Like they they're like, yo, we need to wake the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what comes there. Uh, did you want to do three stars or not? Nah? Are there? Ovechkin's one. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ovechkin's one. Um, geez. Like, there's fucking six goals scored. Oh, no, no, no. Because no, I forgot about the Edmonton game. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give Reese Johnson one for his. Yeah, Reese Johnson. I don't know. Jonathan Taves for sticking up for Athanasio for getting destroyed. Um, oh, next Domi's scored some goals. Radish has scored some goals. They're like the only ones scoring. Just good. Get your t- trade value up, Domi. Yeah, I think one of the what I'm starting to really like is the fact that like Radish is definitely just like he's he seems like a good finisher, and I can see him being on the Hawks for a good portion of like this rebuild because he's young enough right now that he'll get a lot of ice time, could become really good. And then when he's like 27, 28, four years from now, I think he's going to command like a real high, like trade value. And the last piece, the Hawks will be like the young team that is going to just maybe get one more thing. And I think he'll be the guy that like the Hawks might move. And who knows? Like, but I like him. I like him a lot. He's on a cheap deal right now because he's still got one year left at like a the rookie Hegel, the kind of... situation. Yeah. Here's but, a question. So here, yeah. talking about the rebuild and moving players going forward. Um, on one of my articles on Hockey Buzz, it was kind of talked. It was asked, like, say the Hawks by some miracle do end up with either the first or second overall pick. You get Bedard or you get Fantelli. Uh, um, does that change the plan? Does that, and then say it's like you get, you draft one of those guys next year and then somehow a shiny free agent guy who shouldn't be a free agent becomes available. 
Do you, no. do you do you jump it up or do you kind of try to talk those guys into maybe not playing with the Colts next year? Go back to junior, go back to college, get another year in there, let and let the whole core come up together, like Korshinsky, uh, Nazar, and try to kind of do kind of like an 08, 09 type of situation and then see what you have there. And then in going into all, that next offseason, then you start bringing people in, right? Well, I think if it like here's the difference is like if it's Bedard, I think you just play him right away. If it's Fantilli, maybe you just let him sit and like have another college season. Dude, him, um, Fantilli, him, have him and Nazar tear it up at fucking Michigan for a year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I don't think I mean Bedard is destroying the WHL right now in the whole, in the whole CHL. Like he hasn't had a game where he hasn't had a point yet. Like. Him being in the CHL would make absolutely zero sense. Right. Um. So him getting into the NHL, I think you then try and just get him some line mates. Um. Which I think, like, hey Taylor Radish, like <laughs> you're on that line. Um. And maybe that's when like maybe Kane resigns or something like that. <laughs> and like I don't know. If that's like I don't know if I just I'm so still dealing with the effects of Bowman that I'm kind of like, fuck, if you get Bedard, it's like, just send him back to juniors, let him play. Don't throw him in there. You know, like a doc situation where it's like, don't, don't bring him up too quick. Yeah. I know it's a completely different player and something like that, but I'm just like, I can just imagine, leave it to the Hawks to bring in the next fucking McDavid, you know, top player and somehow fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. He gets hurt like McDavid in his rookie oh, season. God. No, I mean, it's how, how fucking like similar is this though too to like the McDavid draft year where it's like you have this stud CHL like next guy then you're like but there's also this really shiny college player who's just really fucking good too and like could kind of make a case for being like first overall and like I think it won't be but like I think you're not gonna lose out at two I think he's got more because it's Eichel right yeah I think he's got more of a case to be number one than Eichel did. Maybe. I don't know. What if Buffalo ends up with Fantilli and then he's there for a few seasons and then fucking wants out as well? How funny would that be? I really hope they don't fucking end up with shit, but who knows? They're going to do an okay now, aren't they? I don't know. It seems like Tage Thompson scores like every fucking game. But yeah, no, they're, up, they're they still under 500. Yeah, they just put up six goals in the third period last night against LA. It was zero zero going into the third, and they won six nothing. What a weird insane. Um, speaking of our prospects, uh, World Juniors coming up to that time of year. Um, yeah, yeah. Best players under twenty coming together in Canada to fight for who lose to Canada in the in the gold medal game. Hawks are sending four players to represent Team Canada: Colton Dock. Having a decent year, 14 games played, nine goals, 18 or eight assists for 17 points. Kevin Chorchinski, 21 games played, three goals, 25 assists for 28 points. Nolan Allen, 23 games played, five goals, nine assists for 14 points. And Ethan Del Mastro, 22 games played, two goals, 19 assists for 21 points. If you look at that and you're a Hawks fan and you're not fucking excited, then you've got to figure it the fuck out. Yeah. Plus, there was another player that was on the team and then got recently cut, though. Uh, Ryan Green. 
Um, yeah, I don't remember recall him. He so he is. Let's see when was he drafted. He was drafted this past draft in the second round, fifty seventh overall. Which that was that wasn't. I don't think that was our original pick, was it? I think that was one of the trade picks that we got. Toronto trade. That might have been. Let's see. That was. Uh, oh, that's the Minnesota one for the for Flurry. Oh, uh, okay. So that's the flurry pickup that we got basically. Um, right now he's at Boston University with Drew Camasso, 14 points in 14 games, six goals, eight assists. Yeah, point for a player. That's right. That's what you like. But yeah, no, especially like, especially as like a oh he's 19. So but like kind of like a true freshman basically still because he what was his fucking birthday? Like he must have just turned 19, I think. Uh uh October 21st. Yeah. So yeah, true freshman. Point per game player, Boston University. It's yeah, it's the kind of good shit you like to see. Um, fuck yeah, man. <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. I'm so excited to watch this. Like, I've been all about Korchinski and Del Mastro. Like, they were my two favorite players out of training camp this year. I thought they were so fucking impressive, and it's just so exciting to see how good they already are, and to see them continue to build up on their career. Or and all that kind of stuff in juniors this year, this this past season, and now get to go play for Team Canada. Oh my God! Like, like I said, if you're not excited about this, this is you're fucking insane. Like the future, future of the Hawks. This is what you guys are. Everybody's bitching and moaning about how bad this team is, and it's like, well, this is what's going to change it, and what's going to get this team to that next level. And you get to witness it. Like it's so. It's like that's why it's like I people need to realize like yeah it sucks, Hots losing all this kind of stuff but we're in a fucking great time, like technology wise being able to actually follow these guys before like we were talking about before I mean, we also because we were younger but still it's like it wasn't as easy to look up about these prospects, you know coming up and all that kind of stuff now it's like they're fucking fingertips. Yeah, I mean you can go to several different websites and actually get like their stats and information and and. What people have been seeing about him, like it's all good shit, man. It's exciting. Um, all right, last thing I want to talk about with uh with the Hawks is there's been like reports back and forth that the Hawks are under the impression that Taze and Kane may not waive their no trade clauses. And I I said something earlier about wanting to bring this back up. You you mentioned Kane has only got like what leads the team with like less than twenty points. Yeah, probably. At one point he was. Let's see really quick here. He might be at like twenty right now, but twenty one. Yeah. So if you're Kane, why would you not wave it at this point? Like if your whole your whole reason to stay in is to to pass Makita. But at the rate this this team's going, and offensive production's happening, you're not going to do that. I mean, you also just had a kid and doesn't really want to move, probably if that's the case, or like doesn't want to wave right now because maybe he wants to wait till towards the end of the season, and, and then that time he only spends a couple months out of the out of the year out of Chicago. Yeah, I just I'm a little. The fact that there's smoke to them saying that they they might not wave worries me right. because you you want this rebuild unless they're unless they're gonna sign extensions, yeah, 
I'm like, I, I, I think it's a big failure on Davidson if he doesn't move these guys. If well, he I mean, doesn't if, move if, them, if he, he doesn't, doesn't, if he doesn't have them, a choice. And, but if he doesn't move them and he doesn't resign them, that's a huge failure, especially because it's not like you're you're attempting to make the playoffs. Like you're you're one of those fringe teams where it's like okay, way the pros and cons of having Kane and Taves leading up to a possible playoff run, you know, like yeah. And I, I understand it's like it's not up to him, but it's like you gotta persuade them or 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 something. I mean, who knows. We'll see what happens. Like if there is, we'll know exactly what happens if by the trade deadline nothing happens or something happens. Like that's what is always frustrating. Is like every week so far, there's been just like trade talk. Oh, are they going to be traded? Are they going to do this? Are they going to do that? It's like I just tell me when if it happens. Like that's it at this point because it's it's a different thing every week now. Um, I mean, if I was them and I played my entire career here, like. Even Taves, like, is understandably, like, frustrated and wants to win. So why wouldn't he wave, right? Like, that makes no sense. Unless you don't want to live somewhere else for a majority of the rest of the season. You want to wait till, like, the trade deadline and be like, okay, yeah, I'll wave now. But I don't know, like, it doesn't make sense because he's been so vocal about, like, wanting to be in a winning position. You know, like... (laughs) Why? Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I don't understand like the smoke where there's smoke, there's fire. And that kind of worries me. Like Taves, I would, if I was him, I'd be thrilled that Winnipeg's good. Like you can definitely leverage a trade to Winnipeg. Especially like, you know what I'm saying? Like you can, especially having all the balls in your court, you can say, Hey, I'll wave. Yeah. It's gotta be Winnipeg. Go home after the hell you've gone through the last three seasons between being sick and, you know, and just not being able to play your level. And now you're, you're playing good hockey again. And there's an opportunity to go back to your hometown and, and compete. Days would be huge for that team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how they make it work, but yeah. (laughs) But it's in the same thing with Kane. Yeah. New York's not Buffalo. Like it's not his hometown, but still, it's close enough. Go to New York, be close to your, your family out there. Get to play with Panarin again. You know like, what? What about the Islanders? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I think the Nobody Rangers, I think it's, it's the no, I think it's Rangers or Boss just because the Rangers, they have the two first round picks. Like, I feel like they are set up to make a run at Kane. Yeah. I can see that too. The Islanders, I feel like they, I mean, Lou's not going to do something like that. Lou's the one that went and got Kovalchuk. It's true. But he's learned from his mistake. I mean, Kane's not Russian. He's <laughs> not going to sign a 17 year deal. Lou's going to make a trade offer for Kane the day after the trade deadline, just like how he started re signing everybody or trying to make like signings like. <laughs> Forgot the day. A month and a half Kevin. into free agency. Yikes. But yeah, I don't know. I guess the good news is there's only 55 games left in the in the Blackhawks season. So we're almost there, guys. We are almost done with this. And that's when the true fun starts. Playoff hockey and then the draft lottery and all this kind of stuff. Like, let's go. 
Um, real quick NHL talk. We did move a lot of our NHL topics into Hawks talk with Dry and Ovechkin. Um, Batman had a random press conference where he talked a lot, a lot of different things. Main two takeaways I took from his little presser is the cap is now only going to go up a million dollars. They don't anticipate the players paying back the escrow that is owed. Um, it's for sure going to happen next year, but if they somehow find a way to do it, it'll go up above 86 million. I think he was saying, um, so it's either like a, between a million or like 3 million is going to be the, the difference. Right. Yeah. Um, just go up already. God. But they said if it doesn't get paid back this year, it will for sure get paid back next year. And so the following off season, we will have a much higher cap. The other thing that was kind of interesting is he did talk about expansion that it's not something that they're looking into now, but they are going to definitely consider it again in the near future. And the three cities he mentioned, Houston, Austin, and Toronto. For expansion? Yes. Toronto? Toronto. Second team in Toronto. The team who would fucking like that team in Toronto? They're all like diehard Leaf fans. Oh, but fuck you, Quebec. Hilarious. Like, <laughs> I just understand. Like, yeah, Quebec's gotta be just sitting there, like, just like every time expansion. Oh, and then they don't get mentioned. Oh, fuck. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. But yeah, interesting. I don't, know, I don't know why that they would consider. I think going to thirty-four teams would just be overkill. I think. Part of it too is that you're you're kind of seeing it, the oversaturation of teams now. Like, look at the goaltending; it's getting very kind of spread thin a little bit, in my opinion. I don't know if you agree with that, but I think goaltending has definitely dropped down. I don't think there's 32 true number one guys in the league. Uh, yeah, I mean, 34. Some guys are just having shit seasons. <laughs> I don't know. Um, all right. And then the last thing I'm gonna I'm I got is you saw the NBA is renaming their MVP trophy after No, I didn't see that. <laughs> renaming their MVP trophy after Michael Jordan. So oh really? Season MVP is Michael Jordan. So there was something that was kind of interesting to me is kind of look back at like NHL awards and kind of see like, okay, do the names still hold up? Art Ross for most points scored in in the, in the season is named after Art Ross who played in three NHL games and had one NHL point. But he's a real good guy, right? <laughs> so <laughs> He's got contrib- contributions to the game and all that kind of stuff. But for that particular trophy, <laughs> do you think it, it would make sense to maybe look at somebody else for that? He has one more NHL point than I do. <laughs> and there's a trophy named after him. It's the same thing as Timo Solani, man. I might as well get a trophy named after me as well. You give me, one, you give me three NHL I've, games. I I've been to I, more NHL games than he's played in. Yeah. <laughs> you give me three NHL games, and I think I could somehow get a secondary assist. Oh, especially in like whatever time you probably played in. Oh, we go back then, yeah, easily. Now but, it would be like just put me on like McDavid's line for like a power play, and boom. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the question: Is 
does hockey has a deeper history than the NBA. So I can see the NBA being able to change it because they don't really have their legends. A lot of their legends are being created in the last 20, 30 years for NBA where NHL, you have over a hundred years of history. Do you change Art Ross to a more, you know, prolific point getter? Or do you just roll with it? I mean, I love the name Art Ross. I think it's an awesome trophy yeah. name, but it's like, do you want to like, hey, Art Ross? Yeah, what'd you get that, tr- that point for or that trophy for? Yeah, I got one point in a season in a game. So yeah, that's what that's my trophy. I mean, I think it just sounds cool. And if it ain't broke, <laughs> don't fix it. Like, <laughs> I just yeah, I just think it's hilarious. The guys played. Three I mean, it would make four. sense if you're like, oh, it's like the Wayne Gretzky, but he know. is more coaching. NHL coaching, then he he's coached 802 NHL games. Art Ross? Yeah. Okay. So it's like, <laughs> but I just, I don't know. I just thought that was hilarious. That yeah, it's really funny. You really look I still at- think, I, I, I mean, I think we've talked about this before, but like, I still think that there should be two different defensive like trophies. 100%. 100%. Yeah, like the Nicholas Yalmerson trophy and then the Norris. <laughs> <laughs> the defensive defenseman of the year. I, it just, I don't understand how you can have a defensive forward trophy and not have like an offensive defenseman trophy then. Right? Like oh, you have yeah. a Selkie that's like best defensive forward in the league. Okay. What about best offensive defenseman then? Art Ross played his three NHL games the same season that he coached six games. Jeez. <laughs> He had a one and five coaching record that year, fourth in the NHL. Same amount of wins as he had points. <laughs> You're coaching the team and you couldn't put yourself out there for five, like the full <laughs> six games. <laughs> Maybe he had to play those three games. That's why he didn't. Like Yammer Yager. Did you see that? Yager. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he had to get in assist. and he had two assists or something. Two, yeah, two assists in like 16 minutes of ice time or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, so play like a, like, like a full 16 minutes, God. 50 years old, season debut, two assists. Did you see it pushed his Hall of Fame induction now? Like, did it? Played a game. So we now the early scene going to the Hall of Fame is 2026. That's so stupid. It's so dumb. Because what is there a chance he might come back? Oh my god! I don't know. That's have the Hawks sign him. That'd be great. Give us our Yager jersey. Yeah, right. Yeah, but all right. That's all I got. Do you got anything else? Uh, you see that um fight at Mullen Arena? Oh my god! The guy lost a finger. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> the security guard jumps into it and fucking tries to take some people out and ends up like just kind of falling over. What a wild I... place that must be. You know what? I'm. Um, the more I hear the stories I hear about Mullet Arena, the more I'm like, you know what? They just need to make that the permanent home. Don't fuck Tempe or whatever it's called. Just stick at Mullet Arena. Let's go. Yeah. Everybody needs a <laughs> show. That's, I mean, the team is basically a college team anyway. Like, have the college environment. Dude, it was like an entire section, too. That was like, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And they beat Boston that game, too. That's what's even fucking hilarious. Yeah. That game. Yeah. <laughs> now, what do you think about that call, though? Like, they waved off that icing. What do you think of that? I didn't even see it. So, I yeah. I didn't see that at all. It's tied with, like, 13 seconds left. It's, they 
Arizona clears the puck. It looks like it's going to be an icing, and it slowly rolls to the side of the net. They wave it off. Boston assumed it was going to get called. Arizona picks it up, passes, scores, takes the lead with like five seconds left in the game. Hilarious. Uh, Home ice advantage. Right? <laughs> uh, I mean, if you're if you're tied with Arizona going about to go into OT and you're Boston, like one of the top teams in the league, I mean, that's on you for letting it get that close. Right. <laughs> like, fuck, bud. Like, come on. Uh, all right. Episode 204. What do you want to call it? Uh, hmm. it's gotta be like yeah. I mean, congrats, Ovi, or something like that. Like part of part of history right now. So <laughs> like, what do you what do you think, sir? It's called part of history. Yeah, talks are part of history. Maybe not on the good side of it, but you know, <laughs> depends. I don't. Know. I'm a big Ovi. They they could be mentioned. He scored his 800th goal as a hat trick in Chicago. I didn't know watching that they put the graphic up like 800 career goals at the on the jumbotron, and they had in the reverse retro jersey. And I'm like, ah, I kind of want to see if I can find an Ovechkin reverse retro Capitals jersey. Yeah, right. And just have, have it as 800 on the back. Um, it's I think it's kind of it's so Ovechkin as well to hit a milestone with a fucking hat trick too. Like, <laughs> like how funny? How many hat tricks does he have? Do the fact know? too that he's mic'd up for it. Yeah, right. Like it was, and it was so funny. Like people, were like, oh, listen to him. Like Ovechkin scores eight hundred goal, and then it's just like him screaming. Like and there's no words being spoken. He's just like him screaming, sounding like a fucking caveman that he looks like. And it was, I know, so fucking, fucking suck. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the video? Of sorry, last thing on um, I think Jay on TSN or whatever that Sports Center guy he shared on his like account, and it was like, hey, Ovechkin scored eight hundred goals last night, and then it cuts to Ovechkin going. I seriously did like just saying I seriously did. It was so fucking funny. Like I was like, oh my god! Like, it was such an like from his rookie year or something. It was like some video where he's oh saying like, god. I seriously did. Oh god, I fucking love Ovi. Yeah, there's there's not much that you can hate about him. The uh-huh. fact, oh, the other two, the other good stat of that. Uh, what is it? The leading goal scorers of the last like ten years, and their combined hits aren't even. A- close to like yeah. Ovechkin's hits alone how great like is that 3,000 or something like that like he's over three yeah like 3,200 hits or some shit it's insane I'm excited just to like see how fast he can get to 95 from now yeah that that's why I'm really excited for the end of the season just to kind of see where he's at because we'll you you'll know by the end of this year how long it's going to take unless something terrible happens like bad injury or something like he I don't think it can. Like Either you would, they, you they would, in order for him to get hurt that badly, someone would literally have to intentionally fucking do it. Like he is not going to just break while playing hockey unless somebody like tries to. Your break machine his never breaks. Ankle. Yeah. <laughs> God damn, man. All right, well let's we'll wrap this up. Uh, next week episode, we're gonna drop it on Wednesday. Just get a little ahead of the holiday season there um but yeah, yeah make sure to follow us on apple Podcasts, spotify youtube um social media wcb podcast five star review spotify apple podcast subscribe to the youtube channel and yeah we will uh we'll see you on the next one all right love you boys bye thanks for listening to the wcb podcast hey. 
Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast. To connect with Jerem and Tanner, check out the boys at WCB Podcast on all social media. We'll see you next time.